0: Ken here for Rambling Rhino season two, episode three. For this podcast, we're delving into the aftermath of Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov's recent lightweight title bout, most recently stugged by McGregor's round for round analysis on Instagram. Makes for interesting reading. We're going to look at some upcoming competitions, see what's stirring around Team Rhino Kilkenny, and touch on stories in the Irish press of late condemning the sport of mixed martial arts. This food, this training, this myself, Mick, and Andy. And if you like what you hear, you'll find more at ramblingrhinos.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Podcasts, or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: Make some noise if you're ready! Ten seconds to go. Oh, that right
2: hook! Kiffin, really oh, felt oh, the air oh, again. Oh, this oh, could oh, be oh, all oh, over. With the last ten seconds, the right oh, hook was the danger oh, shot. The Carlo Jim one and one in, oh, funny shot, in the last that was quick
0: I should really learn to press record before. Oh, thank
3: God you did be- Press record before. Oh my before God, we- that would be so weird listening back to that shit.
0: Before we go live. Oh I do. I do miss some quality content. Uh, Rambling Rhinos, season two, episode three. This is great. Yep. We made a plan and we're sticking to the we're plan. St- <laughs> we're sticking to the, yeah,
3: we're, this is what, our third in a row? Yeah. yeah. We're
0: maintaining That's that great. goal Yeah That was it I'm not quite sure What the goal is but, but <laughs> To stay consistent yeah. I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stay consistent Well it is uh, It is the The third round Of uh, the second season Of the podcast Is Ken McGuire with you Andy Murphy Is on the couch Enjoying a uh, Very very Healthy looking lunch uh, you, you might tell us About that in a minute Mick Brennan is here On his very very Healthy looking New phone yes. oh,
3: nice Yes, long yeah. overdue. It's a game changer right now. I'm That's just, it. i have just my head is in the phone for the last week.
0: Welcome to the world of the Huawei mobile phone.
3: I oh know. yeah, yeah, I know. with its,
0: its funky ass cameras it's, and its magic pictures and its super high definition screens and it's. I'm technology. not going to lie to
3: you. It's changed. Changed my world. Changed it. <laughs> God bless technology. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm still learning all this shit. Yep,
0: that's it. Welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> it's not all positive. <laughs> no. Why is it not all positive, Andy? I it's mean, like you, ener- you, energy vampire here in the corner,
2: <laughs> sucking the life out of everybody today. <laughs> the people you, I hate, I have become.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you look like
0: you're having such an such an energetic and positive. Um, uh, I, I don't even know what way to i can see berries
2: yeah so what i've got in front of me right now can you can see a hedgehog in there as well over overnight oats <laughs> some flaxseed chia seed blueberries um i've got some nut butter and i got some soy milk and yeah just overall just awesome nutrition after doing some pads with mick there just to put me in a good state of mind before coming on the uh, podcast as you can see dang I but like it. It, it, it I'm a lot happier than I was even about half an hour ago now <laughs> it's amazing yeah. one spoon of overnight oats can change <laughs> your world
0: that is exactly it. it's good for the good is this a is this a happy pair thing is this is this something is this <laughs> something we can expect uh, from the new Andy Murphy cookbook? no no <laughs> he's,
3: he's not eating it really, he's his top off <laughs> this, no it's definitely not happy pair no him. this is the happy MMA fighter. Ah, <laughs> I like
2: it okay. like that rebrand there yeah, like it has it. a ring to it doesn't that it has
0: a ring to it yeah, yeah. uh have, have you have you considered given given that um <laughs> me with me with my food hat on uh, yeah. have you uh, have you given any thought to publishing some kind of recipe related nutrition related <laughs> content because your instagram stories have become uh very food driven and uh breaking down uh recipes which is, is quite yeah, cool
2: i know um I hate going over his stuff on the, on the podcast, but as many know, I've had a pretty tough year and a half and mm. a lot of troubles with things like brain fog. and um, Just basically, that, that, that's that been my my big issue. So yeah. just trying to more so heal the body through um, eating clean, um, good food. Um, so I I know I put up a lot of recipes and all that, but I don't go down the line of going, oh, vegan or plant-based and all that yeah, sort yeah. of fact. But um, certainly just look, I've always kind of liked to look after my nutrition, but just the last probably six months especially, I've um, really tried to tune to, uh to what I'm putting into the body and mm-hmm. um, even with cooking and stuff, it's amazing. Like, I, I do a lot more cooking now, so I see exactly what's going into my meals. Um, I, I've never been one for counting calories or any crack like yeah. that, but what I do find now is that I'm not putting any junk in the body and another big thing I find is, um, it's, it's kind of mad, but like, even if I'm washing the dishes at home, the the food's not stuck to the plate, you know what I mean? So I'm, as in, like say if you had a, a a cheeky Chinese meal on a Saturday night. And it's it and like well it's, it's, it's like stuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, everything like noodles. Of, yeah, yeah. Like every uh, everything I'm kind of eating now, it just seems so much cleaner. Even just to use the analogy of a, a, a plate, like it's just it's just clean. It's not stuck to my gut or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel actually I'm eating probably more more carbohydrates than I've ever probably eaten in my life. And my weight is still actually in around say 70 kilos. Um but don't worry about what's going in, like I said, o- overloading on them, but yeah, yeah. Um, most of the stuff that I put in is pretty clean, I'm not eating lots of chocolate, and that, a lot of the stuff that I, I eat is like oats and chickpeas and greens and curries and karmas, and like, every day is kind of different, I like variety, mm. I guess that's why, even with this sport that we do, MMA, I've always said it's about kind of, variety is a spice of life, um, it's what's going to kind of keep you getting up every day and getting after your goals and that, like, if you're doing the same thing every day, it becomes a bit monotonous and a bit boring, like, so... Uh, The same with the the food and I guess for me, I guess doing what I do in terms of health and fitness and my job and then even this, there is a bit of a platform to show others kind of what you're having and I get a lot of messages from people who maybe had similar troubles to myself the last maybe year, year and a half and say you go to certain doctors and they don't really have a clue um, about the issue, Uh, so a lot of the doctors kind of just pull you off and tell you that you go mad or they think you're depressed and they want to put you on taking tablets or this. They pos- want to give motion. you a tablet rather than yeah, a good, yeah. good exactly. nutrition plan. Yeah. And yeah, then charge exactly. you for it. So, so. exactly. Yeah, That's and it. And they fucking charge it. <laughs> so, really, a lot of the stuff, um, and the way I look at it is you get kind of one crack at this thing called life. So, you want to make the best of it. I'm not, I'm not prepared to just go down and say, ah, fuck it. Like, I've had a bit of a pro career. I've done my MMA stuff and I'm just going to be, you know, flat on a couch, eating shit food, feeling shit, feeling lethargic. It's kind of more like, get up, get after it. Um, Keep, keep, uh, keep trying to see what can uh, enable the body to be back at optimal performance. Nice. You know? so.
0: How are you on the food front, Mick? I mean, uh, like, uh, do you, do you pay a lot of attention to what you're cooking? Do you get to cook a lot? Not, not to completely derail the, the plan we have for conversation, <laughs> but you know, I like food.
3: Uh, Well, okay, I'm going to be straight with you. I don't cook a whole lot okay i'm not good at it and i don't have the headspace to do it but i i do it when i when i obviously need to do it but um yeah no i i am pretty healthy 5 days a week mm. um and then the weekend i just eat whatever i want but i'm still eat, i still feel like i eat whatever i want during the week it's just uh no shit yeah as as best as i can but uh, the weekend is all better off. I, okay. I have to enjoy myself.
0: If, you're, if you were going for a meal to enjoy yourself, what, what would it be?
3: Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I, had, if I had the choice, I'd love sushi. I would oh, pick nice. sushi, yeah. But in a weekend in Kilkenny, I, I like going to, a, say, an Italian restaurant. or. Um,
0: I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of sushi-related workshop coming up at Saver Kilkenny. Uh,
2: there
3: is, you know, I and I'm I think all there I'm yeah. all over. Yeah, am all over.
2: But that's still pretty clean, though, Mick. Yeah, that it's still clean. Of, you know, but like, going you out know, for like like a meal, that. like that's, that's still like... Yeah, like
3: say two weeks ago, it was my birthday. We went to uh, uh, Just I just had uh, the meats kind of uh, starter. Yeah. I had my pasta from Maine, and then I had uh, a dessert. So that's that's the way I kind of I treat myself. But obviously I had a few drinks and all that as well. Had some treats on the Sunday, and yeah, that was my weekend. It's great back back to, to uh, get the Scrum to. Diddlies in. <laughs> I had that last weekend, that sorry, last weekend. but uh, that aside, I'm looking forward to talking about the because it's like two weeks past now, isn't it? Connor, it and has. Khabib? Yeah.
0: yeah, we we wrapped up the last podcast <clears throat> and we did a very quick round table, and I think the consensus was, was generally um. It's going to be great to to watch it. Uh, you can kind of know what the outcome is going to be. You
3: can never really know.
0: No, given, yeah. given the sport, yeah, given um,
3: Connors has as high percentage his left hand is, you could never rule him out. You mm, know? Yeah, but um, um,
0: and in in the times since, and uh, as recently as yesterday, today is today is Tuesday, so this would have been Mon. No, today's Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah. so it would have been yesterday, Tuesday. And we are on the what date are we on? 24th of October. Yeah, 24th of October. Yeah. So 23rd of October, uh, Conor McGregor puts up this lengthy uh, post to Instagram, breaking down the fight uh, round for round. I- I'm just going to skim through to some of this. Yeah, I, don't I, know just,
3: I just heard someone say yeah. what basically what he said. I didn't read it. Right. Okay.
0: So for round one, he says, from a sports standpoint, uh, round one was his, as in Khabib's. Top position against the fence, zero position advancement uh, or damage inflicted, but he held the top position. From a fight standpoint, the first round is McGregor's. Shots landed, willingness to engage, the straight left early, the knee to the head on the low shot, elbows in any and all tie-up scenarios, Khabib just holding his legs against the fence for almost the entire round, which is kind of how we anticipated things might go. We go into round two. He says, Khabib's running away around the cage before being blessed with a right hand that changed the course of the round and the fight. It was a nice shot. It was a really nice shot. Uh, He says, after the shot, uh, I bounced back up to engaged instantly, uh, but again, he dipped under to disengaged. That is the sport, and it was a smart move. It led to a dominant round, so no issue. Well played. That makes it two rounds, give or take. Mm. Uh, on the sports side to him, he says, if I, sw- if I stayed switched on, gave his stand-up even a little bit more respect, that right hand never gets close, and we're talking completely different now. He says, I gave his upright fighting no respect in the preparation for the fight. Uh, no specific stand-up spars, just attacking grapplers, wrestlers only. He says, that won't happen again. I also gave my attacking grappling no respect. Too defensive-minded. So the lessons learned... Listen to nobody but yourself on your skill set. You are the master of your own universe. I am the master of this. I need to take my own advice. Round three, after the worst round of my fighting career, I come back and win this round. Again, walking forward, walking him down, willing to engage. But by round four, the recovery not where it could have been. That was his fault. McGregor's fault. Although winning the early exchanges in four, since he dips under again, I end up in a bad position with over three on the clock. Work to regain position end upright, uh, with his back to the fence and stable, but he uh, abandoned the overhook, exposed the back, gets beaten fair and square. Says, what can I say? It was a great fight. My pleasure. I'll be back with my confidence high. If it's not the rematch right away, no problem. I'll face the next in line. Yeah,
2: I know, I read that yesterday and <clears throat> did you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with John Kavanaugh? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was and, and really George good. Lockhart. The big thing I took from that, I kind of I've said that about my own fighting career, not to say I'm like Conor and that in any way, but John kind of said on the podcast that they, they kind of, the preparation was more not to lose rather than to, to win. Yeah. I, and I just thought that was massive, uh, psychologically from an athlete of, uh, maybe, um, Conor's, uh, standard, let's just say. I know he's out for two years, but it did look like he didn't he didn't initiate anything, he didn't strike fear into Khabib. He didn't kinda of hunt him down or mm. such. Even in that round three when he said he came back at him, there was no like, there was no mad conviction in his shots where he's really intimidating Khabib. I don't yeah, think Khabib... there's hesitation. Totally. I don't think Khabib was blessed with that shot. I'll tell you exactly how it was. Um, I just feel that Connor's I think if you look at it, Connor's looking down at Khabib's feet as if to be like looking to see when that takedown is going to come. yeah. So he's anticipating a shot. And then obviously you're, you're not giving a the guy the, the striking credentials that he's talked about. And then, like I said, you switch off, you're looking for a takedown. Then all of a sudden you, you get that overhand right come at you. It's like, whoa. I thought he did super to uh, to recover from that because I think a lot of guys will get knocked out by just that about, shot.
0: There was a knee coming behind. So, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, like yeah. a hair's breadth yeah. away from yeah. killing him.
2: Like, it just looked. And then, and then obviously with, with <laughs> what Connor said in... Was it was it round two, or round three? About saying it's just business. Mm. Like you kind of are waving the white flag at that point, saying you know like he wasn't switched. It didn't seem to me that like he switched on as a fighter or such. It was more like I said a businessman. He, yeah. he knew he had made his money as such. But I just thought it was fascinating to hear John was saying that you know the preparation was more about like the the of defense rather than as I said, even for my own to bring it to myself. Uh, I remember when I fought for Richie Smullen a camp a lot of the time was actually defending the takedown avoiding getting heel hooked not losing (laughs) was the you know I'm not ashamed to say it Uh, and then what happens then you get taken down you get heel hooked you lose what did you do? and then yeah Uh,
3: don't think of a bottle of water exactly what are you going to do?
2: exactly you know Q. then Richard Channing comes in and you know they start focusing on my ability as a fighter like for the next fight is like okay I've got good cardio I'm going to put pressure I'm going to take the center Um, you know I'm going to let the shots go I'm going to pick my targets and again I'm focused on what I can do and I think Connor focused that fight more so on what Khabib could do rather than what he could do, do you know? yeah. I, I, it, it was and just fascinating like that, I, I thought that
3: that's what I took from what John was saying in the podcast as well he's he, if the, the the regret he had mm. was when it came to training camp if he would wish he didn't uh focus on uh, defensively. Uh, yes, th- that was right. D- I mean. uh, yeah, it was not to lose, Sorry, you're right. It's more yeah, focused exactly.
2: defensively. But the same kind if you focus more defensively, exactly. defensively, that is more like, you know, parking the bus in a soccer match. Right? Exactly. You're like, I don't want to lose. Jose Mourinho tactics nearly in the way. Exactly. Rather than being like Pep and say, right, just go play. Go, yeah. go have fun. Do your thing.
3: And, and the way Connor, because uh, I've just heard that for the first time properly, <clears throat> the way Conor has broken that down is actually very well broken down. Mm. But he's he's breaking it down into two separate things. He's breaking it down into a striking match, and he's breaking it down into a grappling match. Really, is what he's doing. So like, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Come with different um, round winners doing it that way. But it's it's martial arts, so like you, you know, who was more dominant in their discipline? Yeah, yeah. You know.
2: It's MMA. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like going into a boxing spar with someone, and they absolutely murder you because you're a boxer. Yeah, and you're saying to them, "Ah, well, I, I could kill you, like, because I could take you down, and the strikes don't do anything." Yeah, we're involved are. in MMA. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And and Conor's in it long enough to to know that as well. So we can't really buy the whole like, you know, if if this was a fight, like, let's just say, yeah, then I'm winning that because I landed damage on that. But like mm. four minutes, four minutes on your back against the cage, I, I thought it was tactically yeah. very good from Khabib. He basically did Khabib. I thought did what Mayweather did to Connor in many ways. He just mm. literally
3: yeah.
2: tired him out a little bit that first round. I know Connor didn't exert much energy, but still, that's that's a one-round yeah. given away straight away. It's massive for Khabib's mindset. We talked about that. If Khabib can get the takedown early, it puts doubt in Connor's head a little bit, maybe, and then it gives Khabib confidence. And then you saw what happened in round two. Khabib just came out, and he was just like a fucking demon. I like, tell you insane. what, was that
3: round two, the end of round two, where like maybe for, for a straight it. minute, I'd say... He was on top of Connor and just wailing. It one was, after Euro, yeah. one after Euro. Didn't look like he was getting tired at all. And in fairness to Connor, he was defending well. Like yep. people think he was taking punches there, but he was he wasn't observing a whole lot of punishment. Yeah. But the, you know, I I, mean?
0: I think a lesser caliber yeah. match would have been stopped at that point. I, I also agree with yeah, that. That's yeah. a good point. But actually. he
3: wasn't getting uh he wasn't connecting sweetly uh with mm. Connor. But Connor and, yeah, you know, if if it was anyone else, you're right. I think it, it would have been stopped. Yeah, but uh, he didn't absorb too much punishment from that. Yeah. Just a bit of pressure. with Yeah, totally. on top. I, I, but Jesus, relentless for that whole minute. It Christ, felt yeah. like a minute or there two. was, there it? was
2: anger. What about jumping the cage afterwards? there was anger. You could see that. The, just yeah. the pure like hatred and anger and just built up frustration. Yeah. Frustration. Yeah, and just winging them shots. And I'll be honest, I, I do think I called round four if we could fast oh. track to our last, to the last podcast. <laughs> I think I said round four. I think Myers, Myers I have did as well. I called <laughs> round four. I did say round four TKO though, Khabib. So I can't remember Khabib, what I said. Khabib, yeah, Khabib no, 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 I'm almost certain. What did, what did I say, now, Ken? I said round what 4 I'm almost certain. Um, But I was surprised. I think I it was,
3: said maybe the distance. Did I?
0: Jeez, I, I don't know. I I'm gonna know. have to go back and listen. This so, is the point where we pause. <laughs> yeah. Have a flashback. Uh, yeah. I think insert so. that audio and then come back but, and uh, go. I, oh, I, that's what you said. I yeah, was yeah. I was
2: kind of surprised that Khabib took the neck. If yeah. I'm honest, I, I, I when I was watching live because I was like, Khabib I was at one at this stage. I didn't see any way back for Khan at that stage. But I thought now, Khabib was gonna was just gonna punish him. I, but I think I do think, I don't know. Oh, they, no, if the neck is there, you I, I know, I know, but, I know. But I think I think looking at it. Like, what about that? Like, you know, the crank was definitely on, and anyone who's been in the neck crank is fucking horrible. So yeah, you can't really disgusting. fight the whole idea of being under the chin. It, there was definitely a crank there, and that's uncomfortable. But I think leading up to that point, the neck was very high. It was kind of like you know you can take it here. You know, yeah, like, I think I think he was kind of looking looking for and out nearly in a way. Yeah. Um, because again, I think I just think, you know, a guy that's making a hundred million for the fight, he's you know a businessman at this stage. Um. <laughs> I think maybe young, hungry Conor hunting a title like would be really fighting that a lot and not giving anything up. But the fact that like you've made so much money, you've, you're two weight world champion, four Floyd Mayweather, you got a question like, what are the goals now? Like, what's yeah. he? What does he come back for now? Like, uh, does it? Is it just fueled now by an ego and maybe that narcissistic kind of thing? Because I think we all have it as fighters and athletes. It's like, no, when when is the time to come to bow out? And Conor did say that. Like a year or two ago, he said, "Thanks for the cheese." You know, he, he won his world title. Get he in, did, make uh, money, get out. Yeah, you know, he had done that, and now it's like I'm looking at the lightweight division, and what about getting a rematch? He's not going to get an immediate rematch, but then if he fights anyone, like say, you might say, I don't know, say Gage, um they like say if he even fought say Poirier again, if he fought who else comes to And uh, the Andy, Andy Pettis would be a, a, an interesting fight. If he loses that fight what's the way back then for a lightweight title shot? Like His I, next I fight is huge. Yeah. It's, it's a, he has to win his next fight to get a title shot. If he loses that, then he's on a two-fight losing streak. But, and where's the hunger then? Like the super fights to be kind of nearly gone in a way too because... Yeah. The, so it's, it's a real... As a businessman, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does, with, but, where he wants to go.
3: I just think uh, no matter what happens from here on in, I just think Conor... Like, I don't know Connor personally or anything, but I just think he seems like a guy, and have talked about this before, maybe some narcissistic traits or whatever, but whatever. But I just feel that no matter what happens, he's always going to want something more or He's never going to be 100% happy with all the money he has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the legacy, you know, whether you think it's a legacy or not, it's a a legacy. He's after building, you know. If you stop now, it's there forever. You know, I just think he's one of these guys that is always going to want more. Yeah. And when and that's it's, it's kind it's of
2: tough. It's sad. Yeah, it, I think it's tough to watch. Um, in a way because he he is so he's so fucking good. Like, like yeah. you know, in terms of, like when he was a featherweight champ, phenomenal to win to to beat Eddie Alvarez the way that he did yeah. was oh. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I was on the podcast with Joe Rogan as well. John, kind of said, you know, well, <laughs> well done, congrats. Yeah. You, you're done now. Like, you know, like. Sail off into the sunset, guy. Yeah. That would have been the time to go. And then obviously they got the the, the Mayweather boxing bout, uh, yeah. so you could yeah. understand taking that. Yeah. You get your money. That's not just. Then you could have went exactly. <laughs> <You> still could have <laughs> went then. So, you know, you, you know? could have still said, you know what, I fought the best boxer in the world. Uh, I went ten rounds. Like That's phenomenal yeah. achievement. Two way world champ MMA, and now what everyone's kind of remembering is kind of like that you don't want to become the Jose Aldo where you've been phenomenal for so long, and then all of a sudden you just remembered for a 10 second knockout by an Irish guy yeah <laughs> you know so yeah. is, is, is it becoming like the whole karma thing of going full circle and the, you, you lose to a guy who's just have to jump in a cage and go after a team and yeah. what's next I'm, I'm really intrigued I'm, and, I'm intrigued
3: and, and about that as well about the fiasco afterwards or whatever <clears throat> okay so yes Connor should not have Got a load of his gang and (laughs) flew to, was it New York at the time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And and attacked him in the bus and with the trolley and everything. Big no-no, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Must not do, okay? um, Khabib shouldn't have jumped the cage. His boys shouldn't have jumped into the cage Mm. and had that scuffle or whatever as well. But most importantly, and we have to remember this, is that Dana White Mm. and UFC, you know, they had the control of nipping this in the bud early. Yeah. Okay. They did not do that. They knew all this. They used the pro- the bus thing as a, as promo, a promo to yeah. sell the fight. You know, easiest and, way and then, to not spend yeah. money on yeah, advertising. Totally. Exactly. You know, and they are to blame yeah. overall before anyone else. They are to blame. You're surprised that Khabib got emotional and jumped the cage and maybe one or two yeah. of his boys. I'm not. No. You I'm know? Not. He's that. You should know he's that kind of personality. Yeah. You know. Heat the moment that that that's hmm. what that was, yeah. Conor McGregor, he had time to think about not getting on that flight, getting on going yeah. into the arena and attacking the bus. He had time to yeah. bow out. he didn't. Okay, so, um, but anyway, those two actions aside, Dana White and the UFC should have called a whole lot to the show, even though those uh, you know the. Religious Slurs comments and, stuff, yeah. and all that. Like you're,
0: you're it's like how much is too much? Ed- yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. There's no limitation there. And then I see the the media the media conference afterwards the post fight. Oh conference. yes, yeah. And then it comes out and he's like, I don't, I don't even care what the numbers are. I don't know like, I'm, ah, I'm, I'm he, just doing. Yeah, uh, I, I just feel sick right now. I just can't believe what happened. Yeah. We had the most security ever and all this. Time. I'm like, fuck you, Dana. Yeah. You yeah. had, you had control. You. Had the choice of having pure control over this whole situation, you yeah. decided not to because you wanted money, yeah. you wanted the people buying tickets. He's a,
2: he's a real hypocrite, yeah. He's a pure he really hypocrite. Is. He said he, really he said that is. whole bus incident at the time was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. You know, a yeah. member of Connor's team led him through the back, you know, media team, blah blah blah, yeah. blah. And then you use it in the promo, it's just like it's just wrong, yeah. But don't, like, come uh, out,
3: don't come out here, uh, answering questions like as if you're pissed off mm. about the situation. You can give two fucks. You got money in the bank and that's all you care about. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. And that's why I'm got, like, I'm not fighting anymore as right now. Yeah. My love went for the sport for a simple reason that it's going in a direction that doesn't suit me, my personality. I don't like the way it's going. The respect is going out of it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just turned into a circus. I
2: Yeah, I, 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 I right would now. agree. Um, to go down the line then as well. I I'm I'm gonna go a little bit off, off circle with this. Okay. But um my worry too, when we talk about Dana White, we see Max Holloway is back in now and he's fighting um Brian Ortega, which is, you know, on paper <clears throat> a super fight. But I'm still worried about Max Holloway and and what happened with the whole you know, he's talking about that like, you know, the bad they're saying there's a bad weight cut or this or that and and concussion symptoms and that. I'm wondering how well he is, how right he is because. Remember that week? It's only when Bisbing kind of called him out on it that they kind of pulled him from the fight. And as a fighter, I know he's probably still hungry to get back in there, and he's a, he's a he's a featherweight champ and all that. But I do worry about his health, and um, I see that title fight being made pretty quickly there again with Ortega. I think it's a, on paper it's a great fight, but I wonder about how how well is Max Holloway, and how much is Dana maybe pushing for that fight because maybe. He wants to see Ortega win that fight because I personally think that Ortega is a more marketable fighter than Holloway. You know, he's a, he's that kind of good-looking guy. He's, fit, he's athletic. He's yeah. a cool dude. You know, they can make a lot of money off him. Max Holloway, yeah, he's cool, but I don't think he has that same marketability. Yeah. I think they're 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 trying to get him back him back in quick. And I just wonder. I I tell you, I just don't think Dana gives two shits about say the health of some of his fighters. Like you know,
0: and if it doesn't happen. They strip Holloway and fix somebody else up yeah.
2: for a crack at featherweight. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think. And I just think Holloway is just that uh, he is plain and simple, a fighter. Like, but mm. at, at, at some point as well, I think, I think again, even on that, that fight card with McGregor, I was really impressed with Duke, Duke Rufus. And how he um, he stopped Pettis oh, from going so, out round so three. So
0: frustrating for
2: Pettis. Yeah, so frustrating. I, but,
0: but I do. I, you, you I have, have to respect I have to it kind of respect
2: it because I think I think a lot of fighters do. Obviously, they, they want to go out. They want to fight and that. But there's also the idea of like you know you know we we lose today, we get to fight another day. Mm. You know, like basically he broke his hand. If he did a lot more damage in that, then he could be out for much longer time. You know, he's got he still. He's still young. He's, I think he's 32. So he's still plenty of life left in Pedis yet as well. He can get a couple more fights. Like It was a great fight. I think if anything, it did a stock, uh, like huge. I me that. A serious. It was a great fight. Produced some fight. of
0: the best fight photographs. <laughs> I have yeah. seen. That, yeah. that moment where like, Tony is covered in blood and laughing like a maniac. Yeah. And Pettis kind of rolls back yeah. and has the tongue out of the mouth like he's some fucking Kiwi warrior yeah. type thing. I was, it, it was
2: it was awesome to watch, but I just thought, I just thought, you know, from from that, we've seen a lot of coaches and they, they're really pushing the fighter back out for a third round when you know that they're done and they can't, they, Pettis, they, his right hand was, was done. He wasn't going to, he wasn't going to finish, uh, folks. I think I think the chance he had was gone. He had that kind of, at the start of round two when, it, when he, Caught and beautiful, yeah. And fairness, Ferguson, he's got some energy; he can just keep going. Ferguson's going to come out round three, same pace. And uh, I, th- I think uh, it was very smart of Rufus to to pull him out because I think I think Rufus in the past has been kind of, you know, a lot of people said he's he's a tough nut of a trainer and um, you know he pushes people hard in their sparring and the like real proper fights in that sparring. I think I nearly saw another side to Duke Rufus that night. Someone that was like really caring for his fighter, but also. A friend then as well. Okay. He goes, "I'm going to pull it out, pull pull you out of the fight, like, you know because I don't think Pedis is going to make that call." Yeah, you know. So um, I had to give big props and respect to that. I no, like, do you know what I mean? Nice. I
0: like it. I'll be, I will be curious to see where the whole scenario plays out. I mean, the 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 win puts Tony Ferguson pretty much next in line. If that happens, with I don't know there's there's a couple of there's a couple of scenarios that happens. If that happens and Khabib beats Tony, yeah. Then, then what do you do? Or if Ferguson beats Khabib, does does Khabib go for the rematch? Does Pettis forgets about factoring in super fight, or is he done enough? Does McGregor go? Okay, well, I need a crack at Tony Ferguson, or I, I don't know. Does, yeah. does...
2: it's it's tough because Khabib, like for for just an average, not even MA fan or whatever, he's not going to draw a crowd. Mm. You know, he's not his style of fighting. Like he's phenomenal. We he can respect why he does, but he. He's not you know what to, you get. yeah he's not pleasant to watch for your your fan that wants to watch a good stand up strike a barrel and even the idea of you know a lot of people can respect the good jiu-jitsu grapple match like man they're flying around there kabib's idea is to literally like like get you down pin you down they like, prevent you from moving and just inflict damage that way a lot of people don't really understand that like when you're just kind of a, your average fan that doesn't do it they don't understand it, so he's not really marketable for damage he doesn't he just get up exactly ha- yeah. You know, uh, unless you've been in that position, you really just don't know why he just doesn't get up. On, on the marketing
0: side, there was a there was an interesting point. There was an article somewhere along the lines that had said, completely paraphrasing that, Khabib is the bad guy that the UFC
2: needs. Is is that is that legit? Do um, do, do, the, do the UFC do, do need kh- Khabib? I don't know because I think I think like like McGregor kind of said in a, in that round one. He didn't take any damage really from Khabib. He kind mm-hmm. of just kept him down, pinned him down. I think if you're looking for a bad guy in the UFC, no one's going to fucking start you. You know, it yeah. has that real. Oh my god, he's gonna like light when I, light. I
3: feel like Tony Ferguson would take that role very well, but people love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, I
0: guess it's where he needs to turn heel, yeah. <laughs> just come in and like <laughs> yeah. throws, throw in a chair or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's
2: why you, you go back to someone like um, stun uh, <laughs> fucking kid <cater> or something. <laughs> but you go back to uh, Brock Lesnar, like, mm. like there was a, a, an absolute killer of a wrestler, and he had power like, so he could actually start it with the hands as well. We all know how that played out eventually, but I don't think, I, I don't think Khabib can play that role of the bad guy because I think he's actually not a bad guy in, in person. Like he yeah. has a lot of values. You can see, yes, what he did was wrong, jumping the whole cage and that, but he was kind of, came out and said, look, I want to talk about respect and, you know, the whole idea of like, we're athletes, we're fighters, you know, um, we don't talk about other people's families. We don't talk about religion and all that. So I don't think he can play the role of the bad guy, mm. you know? Um,
3: Either are or the the audience either sees you as that or they don't. Or yes, not, yeah. Like Colby Colvinton's trying to be a bad guy. You know what I mean? yeah, like no. there's a the dude. That he's
2: he's him.
0: just being like the Kurt Angle of, yeah. of stuff. It's just like yeah, this fucking <laughs> weird way of promoting yourself. Is like we know what you're trying to do, yeah.
2: But really, because everyone that like people that know him apparently are all say that she's such a nice guy. Yeah. So it's hard to know that, like what way someone is, but I don't I don't think Khabib can play that role of the the bad guy. I don't know. Like I said, for me, I think you need someone that's got like that KO power or something, it's like mm. a real a real dick and a real douche that like, you know, and has the strike at, like that whole fear factor. Mm. You know, um, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I think Dana was very upset. It was nearly like when he was watching Nganu v. Steepa. <laughs> Um, oh German, is it? no, I backed the wrong horse. <laughs> <laughs> School. Yeah. Actually,
0: Steve is not getting a, not getting much of a
2: look in. Like um Derek Lewis there getting that title. Derek shot.
0: Lewis gets that nod. Looks like John Jones and Gustafson is on uh, yeah. as a result Daniel Cormier not likely to fight at light heavyweight again, potentially. Yeah. I, I'm guessing the assumption is that. Cormier will beat Lewis. Yeah, Jones and beats Gustafsson. Jones beats Gustafsson. They could go champion versus champion, but does Cormier want to go out on his last fight yeah, no, with a possible legitimate. That's just loss been a roller coaster, <laughs> hasn't it? To that. And then, I, like, you know, the whole kind of Lesnar thing that was supposed to factor in is like, I don't think that's going to happen either.
2: Poor, poor Cormier, just like, he's, he's just. He, such a good athlete, such a good dude in many ways. He's overcome a lot of adversity. He seems to be very clean, and then you have that lingering John Jones. Over, he's just a phenomenal fighter. You cannot deny how good he is technically, but there's just so much wrong with that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's just it just nearly pulls your heartstrings a bit because, like for me personally, uh, like I'd love to see Cormier beat Jones, but fighting wise, I don't see how he does. I I don't I don't see I don't see a weakness at the moment in John Jones. I, I, it's, it's as 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 a fighter, I don't see. I don't know. He ha- he has a chin. He's got good wrestling. Like he's taking Cormier down. Um, I know Cormier in that last fight, kind of like he can, he kept moving forward, marching forward. He put up a good fight, but he got caught with that beautiful mm-hmm. head kick. It's just like man. I just think <laughs> Styles make fights, and I just think Jones has DC's number. Like yeah. I think DC probably knows that, and he's kind of. Always no, going on, you cheated, which you did, but fight wise, I just think technically Jones is just a bit better. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to watch. Be, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: like, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm watching all of the possibilities in my head going, I'd love to see it. Yeah, and they could absolutely, from a yeah. marketing point of view, they could make a fortune yeah. trying to sell whatever about uh, whatever about the McGregor Khabib stuff or even John Jones' comeback. I think seeing like putting a putting a definitive nail in the coffin, uh, of things, um, and yeah, I I don't know. And then you'd love you would you'd love to kind of
2: after everything Cormier is after everything (laughs) Cormier. I love to see him come in and just (laughs) winging overhand right a spark of this. (laughs) See what Cormier does. If fucking khabib jumped the cage. Imagine what DC would do. (laughs) (laughs) It's like my God, yeah,
3: (laughs) um, yeah. uh, I'm just seeing your. Your list here, Ken, ah, yes. and I was just seeing uh, under the parsnips
0: and the turnip and uh, <laughs> desiccated coconut. Yeah,
3: the the that thing with Joe Brawley There oh, yeah. was the oh, last week, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, I think I have a feeling Andy, Murph- Andy Murphy has something to say on the matter. Coming up, coming up in today's segment, <laughs> Man, it's not all long, positive. <laughs> how long do we have here? <laughs> how long do we have?
2: But look, my my take on it is this: um, I. My, my, talk about this is a quick, a quick a quick story after the McGregor fight anyway right um, a friend of their family was up at my house in Carlow and it was with my mum and dad and they asked my dad this, this person asked my dad does, that, does your son still um, do that that sport that, that Connor's involved in mixed martial arts and yep. my was like yeah he does uh, he's, he's meant to be fighting before Christmas again." and the one turns to my dad and just, and just in, in one line straight away he just goes I thought he was better than that <laughs> yeah. I thought always better than that i just thought you know what i was like that's still the mindset of a lot of people because I mean, you, you know it was, not
0: not to totally cut, cut across you here yeah. though i'm kind of cutting across you you know Brawley came out with another column Fuck this off. week really i
3: heard i haven't read it It, it so was often.
0: a follow-up to last week's column and the, the title of this week's column joe Brawley writes mma is an inhumane business designed to bring out the worst of us. (laughs) It is a corruption of martial arts, extreme violence, and a moronic culture are its twin pillars. It's all about disrespect, vile abuse, reveling in extreme violence, condoning criminality, and hero-worshipping money. Critics are attacked and frozen out, and only cheerleaders
2: are welcome. Well, you know what, Joe? I think you (laughs) should have fucking attended a match there, E.C. and Kerry. (laughs) <laughs> you see fucking lads on the side jumping in and fucking banished doors and all that bullshit. I, I work in a, a fantastic facility that, that um, you know, hosts a lot of GA events and that. And thankfully, there's, there's not much negative stuff has gone on. But you see it up and down the fucking country where there's lads on the sideline jumping jump in on, on fights and things like that. And the big man on the pitch. You know, you see you see lads all the time, you know, corner four, corner back, or midfield, and they're getting on. The same way Connor and Khabib did, Connor got inside Khabib's head saying stuff about his dad yeah. and all that. You know of times I played GA when I was younger and the lads are coming on talk about saying stuff about your mask, saying yeah. stuff about this, or your girlfriend. You know it fuck happened. off, Joe, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, just, I just think it's really it's really disrespectful. I think people fear what they don't understand. And yeah. Joe clearly does not understand what we do. If you used to come in and spend a week, take up maybe John Kavanagh's offer offer. Go and see what goes on in SBG. Go see what goes on here at T. Kenny. Go see what goes on up and down the country. Kids are being saved uh, from, from numerous <laughs> problems that like you see a lot of autistic kids getting involved in making it's a way to channel their anger and aggression in a in a safe, controlled environment. Yeah. Um, there's just m- massive success stories. But like, I think there's at the end of the day, Joe Brody, there's dickheads and assholes in every sport, in every walk of life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I don't think. You know, you should ban a sport like MMA or become insane stuff like a sport like MMA because of a couple of unsavoury incidents that happened. Like I said... There's, I was,
3: there's been a few clips this week. There's been uh, 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 brawls at boxing shows yeah, recently yeah. as well.
2: Totally. The brawls at the boxing show, I <laughs> think came up on my timeline from a memory from two years ago and it was a hurler... In a mounted position on a a player uh, in Waterford, I think it was two years ago. I remember jokingly kind of posting up saying about that guy should learn on bottom, should go to their makeup and learn how to escape mount like. And then I said, the guy on top should learn how to control mount a bit better (laughs) too. But like you see unsavory incidents in in everything. Do you know what I mean? Um, What Joel doesn't seem to understand is that like prize fighting is exactly that. It's prize fighting. You got to draw people in, whether people want to see you win or they want to see you lose. You have to draw people in and, and that's part of our sport. Um GA, fantastic sport, but how often do you hear lads on panel saying that about like how great that hit was that, that big shoulder or that big fucking you know, it's a physical man's game and all that bullshit. It is a man's game, it is a physical game, but like stop with this whole heroic stuff of lads like, you know, they hitting off the ball and stuff like that and like then the whole big man fucking I see what I did to number six. My problem when I played GA was I was very quick, I was very small, little skinny dude. They'd be running all day. They, I would run all day, cause my sport back then was athletics. And i I, I like I was I was pretty good um for for a blow-in. Um but i know when they've had a good first half, mm. because what had always happened at the start of the second half, I'd be fucking hit very, very hard at the very first fucking ball that's thrown my, my direction or kicked my direction. And you know well what's been said at halftime. Hit Andy Murphy. He's fucking like an eight and a half, nine stone. That'll stop him in his tracks. And you'd hear on the sideline. like, So for me, I, I can't stand what Joe Bradley's saying. And for me, my son, Nathan, he's three tomorrow. I love him to bits. And um, I, I can't wait to get him involved in a sport like MMA and BJJ. I probably wouldn't like to see him fight in MMA because it's out of my control and getting hit in the face and all that sort of stuff. But BJJ, I'd love him to get involved in because it's great for your mindset. It's great for that whole idea of like, intimidation from bullies or anything like that. You know how to handle yourself. You don't even need to hit the bully or anything like that. You can, mm-hmm. you can control somebody. Um, the whole idea of respect and the idea, my big one then, Mick, is is just, if my son is playing football or her, and I'm, a, I'm a parent on the sideline, right? I know that Nathan then can look after himself. I don't need to worry about a guy trying to intimidate, intimidate him. He's there to play football. He's there to play soccer. He's play, there to play rugby, whatever sport it is. If the other guy wants to fight with him, he knows how to fight. He'll be able to look after himself. And, it's like, and, and that's something I wish I had back in the day when I was playing things like GA or soccer was like, you know, if you're coming at me you're trying to hit me or trying to intimidate me, let's go. I can fight. Yeah. Can you fight? I'm here to play football. You know, yeah. do you know that kind of way? I just see a lot of the guys picking on weaker, um, softer type dudes and then being bigged up to be a hero and a hard man and that. I've been, you know, I've been involved in white collar events <clears> with <throat> GA teams now. And a lot of these hard men can't even throw as much as a jab. Yeah. But lads on other teams are afraid of them. Yeah. And just say if only you knew <laughs> that this guy is not exactly what he portrays himself to be.
3: Yeah. Like Joe. it's it's just mad t- to me that he's the neck to write such a piece on such a on a sport that he knows so little yeah. about. He just knows what he sees on the T V. Yeah. And Joe Bradley's uh someone that rubs everyone up the wrong way. Even anyway, G- Even in the people, G. Yeah, exactly. So, that's true. Like when I that's why I don't I I only heard what people were saying around me, I haven't even read it. Do you know why? Because I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good point. He says that
0: he's been sounding out influential TDs and senators in the last week who are universally appalled by what has suddenly become normal and intends to set up a working group to look into banning of this barbarism. The McGregorization of society needs to be stopped before it's too late.
3: I will say that, you know, it wasn't the best thing that could have happened um, as regards Irish MMA. Like, as John Kavanaugh said in the podcast, we're trying to make it okay. We're trying to make it yeah. accepted yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole fucking thing is after bringing us right back yeah. again, you know. So, he, as he said, as as president and everything, he has to yeah. go back to a board of people and try to convince them, look, it's not as bad as it looks yeah. and all this, but, you know, you're already up against a bunch of people who already think the worst of this sport. Mm. Mm. So, you know, yeah. it's it's, it's frustrating, fun. isn't it? It's like, frustrating, like, uh, you know, especially when you have the likes of Joe Brody talking shite. Yeah. Like. <laughs> talking like, shite, That's the, all you.
2: I think I got like a really good point there. That you said, mate, is in fairness, a lot of people who play GA and people within the GA are frustrated by him. He's a pundit at the end of at the yeah. end of the day. He's done like he's done nothing. He just basically sat on a TV screen talking about an amateur sport at the end of the day. I think he's a little bit pissed off that you know what we do is a professional sport. It makes millions all around the world. It was probably the biggest pay-per-view event they've ever seen last week. And you know what? It wasn't a GA all-around final. But he's just a little bit envious. He's a little bit like he probably feels threatened that the sport is going where it's going. I agree with him in terms of yes, there's a lot of stuff goes on within it that we don't like. I can say that, you can say that. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on in GA that a lot of people don't like either. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, they're two fantastic sports. I think there's a place for them in our country. There's a, certainly a, a place for it uh, in our country. Like I said, even worldwide, they're trying to grow GA worldwide. I don't, like, I don't understand it. I, I just I just think he should really delve in, see what goes on in a BJJ class, see the way that like at the end of every class, even last night with Team Ryan Wex, at the end of every class, We've grappled, we've rolled, we've done pad work, whatever we've done. And then we line up along the thing, we shake each other's hands, thank each other for coming in training, and then we move mm. on. We can't wait but for the next session.
3: Mr. Brawley won't because he fears what he doesn't understand. Exactly. He fears it. He oh, won't do yeah. it.
2: But like I said, he's just going to, because it's a hot topic at the moment, he knows people are going to buy a newspaper, people are going to tune into it. And as we just discussed about a certain Conor McGregor, whether you love him or you hate him, you're going to tune in. And I think that's the mm. thing with Joe Brawley is, you, you, you love him, you hate him, his name pops up somewhere. He's like, oh, this dickhead." Lots see, that, see what <laughs> I, you said. Uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, like, look, he's just, he's just po- he's just stoking the fire. You know, he's and, and he's certainly rubbed a few people up, myself included. Where you just like, "Ah, oh, not again." But my big problem is, like I said, because I work um, in, a, in a in a in a good facility and that, like, I just a lot of people just don't see what we do as a sport because of some of them actions. And you have someone like Joe Bradley who's involved in the GA and people who are big up in the GA kind of maybe respect him or that then as well and respect his views and then they look down on their sport and Andy Murphy there, either of them or me, he's probably like, that's a shit sport. Yeah, that's the not sport. Yeah, time better than that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, like, it, it is frustrating, you know, especially when we put in such <coughs> hard work, such good work, look after nutrition, look after a mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We we instill good values, certainly within our gym here, at Team like Kenny, Team like Team Michael Dublin, Lads in SBG as well. The same thing. It's all built on respect. Um, I've had issues like where you know certain fighters I've fought or we're going to fight. We've had social media battles, but I then met them at events. It's just selling a fight. For actually, nice people. Like, so I mean, at the end of a fight you're shaking hands, you're moving on. Like, and then you're meeting them at events and they're full of chat, full of cracky. We understand what the gig is, but yeah. the problem is an, like Joe... an unspoken thing. Yeah, but... people like Joe Brody just don't really don't really get it. No. You know what I mean? But, uh, it is what it is. So. but my blood is boiling right now can't is smiling at me <laughs> he's like have you got any more Andy come on hit I'm, me. Just like a, like I'm a, not going to go any more controversial because I want to still have a job yeah. tomorrow in my I can silly. feel the heat coming from this side of the couch well <sighs> uh,
3: see we're still on MMA we might as well talk about like uh is there Andy is there any um activity or anything going on about Bama or anything oh, like that I I
2: do you know what I, I genuinely don't know what is going on. I think a lot yeah. of lads who are still technically signed some way with Mama don't really understand what's going on. Um, yeah. um I don't think I, Be- I
3: think Bellator aren't nothing from them. Yeah. Nothing yeah. from them either. No. Um
2: there, there
0: are delays, I understand, in getting uh T V deals in place for oh. the European Boats, oh. because they're gonna have they're gonna have to orchestrate the TV deals. Yeah. The guy who did the TV deals for Bama with ITV4 and a few others has now moved to ba- Bellator. Uh, Bellator, but I don't think it's going to be in place in time for, for this year Christmas. There had been talk that the Bama date would be the 9th of December, which is a Sunday, and the Bellator date would be. Friday the mm. 7th. And then there was four possible dates for Bama that were announced uh, over the summer for 2019 in February and April and the summer and maybe, uh, I don't know, September, October, November time, uh, Which obviously haven't had any yeah. kind of announcements around it's yet. have
3: uh, you know, for guys that have signed the contracts for Bellator or Bama like you you're waiting for Bama like like it's very hard because they they obviously want to stay active but this is this is going to be a good few months before they do and
0: now we've seen uh, Aaron Chalmers love him or hate him yeah has been released of his Bama contract that's right Fabian Edwards unbeaten middleweight (coughs) yeah has been released and has now signed up with Bellator Reese McKee uh, who was going to be yeah you know a good Bama lifer Perhaps, yeah. Um, straight into straight into Cage Warriors, yeah. So. Uh, and there's probably a few <laughs> Tim more Tim Barnett
2: as well. Tim Barnett is the Cage Warriors now he as well. He did. Long. He made his de- he made his debut on the Liverpool Courage. Yeah. Uh, Who's that? Two, Tim Tim Barnett. Two, two, Tim Barnett. At 97, oh yeah, ninety six or ninety seven. Yeah. He drew with uh, you know, James Sheehan. Yeah. James yeah. Sheehan yeah. lost yeah. to the guy that Tim drew with. That's right. Um, I, th- I think I think Tim got offered uh James as well, in mm-hmm. uh, that 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 fight, but uh, didn't take the the fight with James. Because I think James zero one at the moment, oh sorry one and one, sorry one yeah, on one yeah. so should, should say James is a fucking killer <laughs> mm. tell I me mean? i think I think that would have been a bad i think I think possibly a bad fight like in terms of like a, a lot to lose for Tim and everything to win for james yeah. Yeah. I mean? like, like, if james James well. wins that fight, which you know is is a great fight, and certainly i think I think James offers a hell of a lot there win that fight, and then you're you're bumped up the rankings Tim loses to a guy one and one. You drop back down yeah. a little bit, so I understand from both. I understand James want that. I understand Tim maybe yeah. not taking that, and that, and that's the the fight game, the pro the pro game, I guess. Really, at this I'm, I'm
0: thinking it's gonna be Andy Murphy in and Cage Warriors in uh, <laughs> in
2: February March time. Well, uh, well, that's that Cage Warriors Academy, isn't it? That thing as well. No, no, no. Cage no, Wars, no. Uh, I, I
0: hear, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> Joe, what, I'm, uh, just,
2: I'm going to start that rumor now. <laughs> you can start it, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> um, no, Joe, Joe. What is? As uh, um, I'm, I'm, I've been flat out now. Obviously, my my daughter is now. Oh, right. um, she's six weeks old. She's now so, in the world. Congratulations yeah, you know, thank, again. Well, yeah, thanks very much. So, um, all, all is going well on that front. But I've been practically kind of trained Monday. Friday and then kind of weekends have been kind of off I've not gone to I've not gone to HQ for the last six weeks just to kind of be at home to help out mm. with that like I said uh but I think this this Saturday now we'll be making a trip back up and I'll probably have a, a chat with Andy and, and and see what's happening going forward um with fights and that. I don't know uh what we now we're we're end of October i'm kind of I'm always tipping away anyway i'm I'm, I'm in shape, but uh we'll see if uh, a fight happens what whether a fight happens before christmas i i, I honestly would do you not like know.
0: a fight to happen before christmas
2: um to be honest ken uh a a a, a breaking news nearly on in mind I was like i i personally was still suffering quite a bit and I'm still kind of dealing with issues from the last year and a half with the whole brain fog bullshit mm. um i definitely hindsight is a great thing I shouldn't have taken the, the the fight in Newcastle if I'm honest Um, but I was just so eager to get back that I was like I just want yeah. to get in there Um, no 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 qualms about how how it went but um, just with this it might not be a bad thing that Bama's not happening before before christmas okay. on a personal level cuz yeah, yeah. i i'm putting a lot of work in now with killian um in terms of strength and conditioning and, and um you need to get more weights on on that heck I bar. know man i'm working <laughs> on i'm going to catch you soon bro i am going to catch you soon there we'll just no <laughs> <laughs> we'll really focus on like my um movement and and action reaction type stuff and i'm getting back up to speed um uh, with that and we'll see what happens in the in the new year but really it's all about cuz normally like say I see a post there the, and the Bama 28 kill from like I, I was knocking, I was saying to make only today we were doing pads and I was just, like constantly knocking on the guy's doors saying when I'm out, when, when am I fighting again, when am I fighting again because um, I was fully fit Uh, in the zone. Not that I'm not fit, I am fit, I can move well and like when you look, if you look at any pad worker or that, it looks good on the outside but when you're the person driving the car and you're still feeling, it nearly feels like you're, you're, you're fucking drink driving it in a way, yeah, yeah. you know, you're driving but like there's a fucking danger here that you're not you're not totally all if you get dead. pulled over you could be in bother yeah and i got fucking pulled over in newcastle i got put in a triangle so uh like it, it's just those little things those little uh reactions it really need to be on point point. Um it's not at the end of the day we're not fighting amateur anymore and um, mm-hmm. andy's often taught to us about that in in dublin as well like it's not about just um you know i know we talk about win or learn that but there's a bit more with the pro class scene, I was like really trying to get a few <laughs> wins under that belt, move forward, um, because I'll be get onto bigger shows. Now you you want to have a good record, yeah. Um, yeah. so I have to be a bit smart. I know I could fight tomorrow, let's just say, but I need to be hundred percent Andy Murphy. I don't want to be fucking going in giving anyone an advantage that they shouldn't have an advantage over me. No, that kind of way. That's like okay. Being yeah.
3: that's, so we're be we're honest. we're expecting yourself and Miles hopefully the first few months of the new year uh,
2: yeah I was talking again I was talking with Miles about this as well and Miles kind of said that um he said look it'd probably be a good thing to get a camp kind of going together mm. in the new year so when, when he's back it's kind of all systems go again yeah. do you know kind of certainly with the way we train uh <coughs> the morning time having having a good crew here in the morning yeah. all like knowing exactly what we're doing on them days building towards you know whether it be a Bama show or a K2R show Bellator whatever it is that we're yeah. all kind of hunting those you know same goals and targets, you know. Whereas <laughs> I, I know Miles will only be getting back in November. November late, yeah. no, late. You know, so, another
0: month or so ago. Uh,
2: yeah, so it's a it's an interesting one. Like it's, it's like it's like playing roulette nearly in a way. You know, when you're on a, yeah. on a good little bit of a run, you're kinda, you are kind of you I'm feeling good. Fucking maybe one more. I get I'll get a fight in now. Yeah, you no, know, you get the win. Like if I had won an MTK, um, you'd be knocking. I think I think <clears> I'd be saying, "Fuck, it, I can still, you know, I can go," but. After the loss and, and that I'm like, I need to tweak a few things. I need to be kind of yeah back to that same mindset that I had when I when I beat Kilfin and um yeah. you know, you're fully switched on, fully focused in the zone, ready to go, ready to go, all that kinda of crack. And um just like I said, just having the good spars, hard spars as well, like something that I've not really done a lot of yeah. um for last well, for obvious reasons, like you know what I mean? Yeah, kind yeah. yeah. Training, um, training smart. But uh yeah we shall see what
3: happens. Like that's that's your next two goals, and we have on Chalmaya, who was picked for the for the amateur world championships. Out there. to Bahrain, Bahrain. Yeah, it's an uh, awesome opportunity. A, another week or two, anyway. It's the I uh, think he's eight, weighing eight in teams? around, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. He's, he's he's he'll be over there around the 11th, I think, or he's weighing in around yeah. then, is he? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so he's he's going over there, which is great for him, it's great for the gym, yep. Um, so. Um, yeah, he has a GoFundMe page at the moment as well. Anyone that's listening, help a dude out. We get no funding uh, through MMA in Ireland. So we need um, to help this young lad out as much as we can because he deserves to go. He deserves oh, yeah. the, as much help as possible. And uh, yeah, so there's still, time. There's he's still up, time. He's up to 600 quid. He's up to 600 oh, yeah. quid. Needs needs so to the, make it two grand. Should send he, needs, the... he needs to, um, yeah, because it's like t- to actually even enter, it's just a little, little show Jeez. of 800 quid. Yeah. For an amateur. I um,
2: think he should send an email to Joe Raleigh. <laughs> <For, laughs> go yeah, fund me, Joe. Yeah, I <laughs> will. I, your Sunday independent. Yeah.
3: Go fuck yourself, Joe. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, why don't you tell us what you really feel? <laughs> <mean? laughs> um, that was the voice of Mick Hall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, Owen is going to be representing us out there, and I'm uh, really looking forward uh, to seeing how he gets on to test himself. He's grappling is after getting to a, a really good level as well. Yeah. Like this kid only started a little over a year ago grappling wise, you know. He's he's flying it with he's wrestling now, so um, yeah. yeah. So he's prepping. We're prepping that for that until he goes. So good stuff. And to keep it on a local level, we have. There's a few jujitsu jitsu comps coming yes. up. Yep, yep. So our jiu-jitsu team is, there's a good, we're out numbers in numbers yeah. in the Car Cup in November, I think. Aren't we? We're going to have to
0: hire a bus to go down.
3: Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, we're not a, a huge club, but what we do have is solid numbers every yeah. every class and every, every week and every month. And there's a the great majority of them competing um, next month. So it's great to see so many people com, com uh, competing for the first time. Some of them is just their second time, and for others is it's, it's just another another day in the another office. day in the office. so it's great to get that amount of bodies. like people don't realize like the, some teams in Ireland they have eight people competing at most competitions, six, ten, twelve, you name it like um and um for us to have over five people competing at one comp is, is a big deal. So yeah. this is good. Yeah, Including yeah. yourself, Ken. Yep. I Ken can. Ken is competing for the first time. That's you? it. Oh, yeah. yeah. First, first time. Yeah, first go time, on, Ken. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Growth mindset, man. Good That's <laughs> it. Right. That's well, you yeah. Well, you
0: fucking may as well pull the trigger on it at some I stage. Don't want yeah. right. it. Even I,
3: if you ever, if you just do it once, I would recommend doing it twice because it's always, yeah. the, your first time, I always say to people, just get the first one out of the way. Yes.
0: So cork yeah. open and then Fucking Europeans in Rome.
2: Why not? Why not? <laughs> no, why not? <laughs> but, <know. laughs> but, so what? It is, it is that it's, uh, we've talked about roller coaster analogy all the time here. I think it's the exact same. It doesn't matter. I remember I get nervous before athletics meets. I get nervous before say big soccer games. GA, the exact mm. same jits. At the end of the day, just get in, compete. As soon as it's done, it's like man, that was awesome. You you just want to go yeah. again. Yeah. Just feeding the, Like just feed the addiction. You know yeah,
3: I mean? exactly. I never wanted to fight. But I said fuck it I'll try one fight had one fight and then I was just like oh I'll go one more I want to I want to see what, <laughs> yeah, if it's, yeah, the, it's the same point. Point.
0: was it quite that reserved it was like ah ah yes <laughs> I I will I will go one, <laughs> one more or were you and standing then, in the <laughs> cage going oh <laughs> sign me up
3: no it was not like that <laughs> but but I did want to go again and then once you go again I said oh no that's enough now and then Myers would come to me a week yeah. later and say hey look I have a five free here. here uh, yeah. I think you should take it I'm like It's oh, worth 200 euro Straight, straight oh, yeah Not even then <laughs> Not even <laughs> then A free amateur. haircut <laughs> So um, and then I was just like oh, fuck it yeah I will actually yeah fuck it because yeah. I was always after that buzz that feeling Yeah, you know. but it's the same it's the same in jujitsu like that it, it, even if you have, win one match or two matches or whatever you feel you remember how good that feels and you want to try going at it again. Yeah. And you're
0: bringing your, your heel hook uh, wizardry to Belfour
3: to uh, Newry at the weekend? I can't or I'll be disqualified. <laughs> 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 well, you can leave it in the car. Uh, uh, yeah. No, myself and Ryan are competing in the Northern Ireland Open, Nogi Open uh, this coming weekend. Class. So, yeah, see, w- there's only me in my, in that, Division but I'd say they'll put a few of us together. Ah, uh,
0: sure. Fight yourself. Be yeah,
3: grand. yeah, be grand. <laughs> I'll fight yourself half the time, anyway. So. as <laughs> um,
0: Before Before we wrap things up, <laughs> uh, also on the on the local side of things, uh, BJJ for beginners, new intake starts next yes, week.
3: Yes, next Monday, October thirtieth. Um, Tuesday. It's a Tuesday Correct. at seven forty five. Um, yeah, so anyone that's interested, uh, there's been a good. A uh, bit of notice on social media, <clears throat> but um, definitely try to get contact with us before the 30th if you can because mm. we want to get you signed up and get payments started before you actually arrive. Because when you arrive, we just want to concentrate on giving you your kimono and belt and getting ready and getting going. so yeah. if you can con- contact us before then, that that'd be great.
0: And you yes. you've just started um uh, in your workplace an induction into uh, yeah yeah I gambling. have a tonight at yeah <laughs> spill <Spoofer>. oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: Uh, yeah no it, I have um, I I've, I've um I've got a kind of like a, a beginner's type P J J in in um W T arena so. It's great for members in a leisure facility having the option to be able to go into a class like BJJ, whereas maybe you know it can be pretty scary for some people going into say a martial arts gym or like that. So yeah. uh, what I find is again a couple of members have come in that would maybe never walk into a an MMA or BJJ facility. Certainly, like a lot of like middle aged uh, people, that maybe think okay, this this gig is like for you know, young people, whatever. But like, as, as you know, it's yourself. I'm not saying you are all Ken or myself like that, but... <laughs> My grey hair is... We know like, <laughs> <laughs> But it's great at any age to come in and, and, and learn BJJ. So it's just a nice way to showcase it. Obviously, obviously there's some fantastic uh, BJJ facilities in Waterford already, such as you know, have Team Rhino, uh, Waterford Gambaro Jiu-Jitsu, Waterford Gambaru uh, in Dungarvan. But this, I like to think of it as... A way of leading people to the to the ocean in a way, like mm. get people uh confident enough to actually maybe go in and turn up to a, a an MMA facility, a BJJ facility, and say, you know, I've done a little bit, I'd like to learn a little bit more, okay. and and I like to grow it. I would like to get to a good level, but I, I'm also realistic, and I think it'll take a little bit of time. But for me, it gets me off the gym floor, um, just doing assessments and programs, and I get to do something I really enjoy doing. So nice. You can't really. Buy that so, like, yeah, I've got that tonight at seven o'clock in in, in WTU. And before that, I've got like boxer slides at six o'clock, so just going cracks and crack some pads, which is just a good de stress for really. me. Uh, enjoy that so funny. So, I'm
3: after uh going on my phone here and it says uh, jujitsu, uh, Polaris 8, uh, oh. Craig Jones versus Keenan Cornelius. Huh. Oh, for Polaris 8, and it's so funny. Uh, Gordon uh, Ryan uh, writes underneath, he says. Hopefully you both lose somehow. And Gary Tornan <laughs> comes in uh, agreed simultaneously flying and pull gar- flying guard pull KO. <laughs> anyway sorry that's just uh, uh, grapplers at the it. top of their game. Yes yes it. yes. But um, <laughs> I think we've covered everything yeah. Ken have we? I think that's
0: about it. Yeah, yeah we said we'd try and be uh, in and out in an hour. Let Andy yeah. go
3: to
2: work. Let me go back to work. Probably Let you done, go back to that? work. Team Rhino Wexford yeah. as all every Tuesday night. one of my uh, Wexford listeners don't boys. mind the Wexford, uh, <laughs> Wexford team. <again. laughs> anyone in around New Ross? Yeah, if that, you like, live in Wexford, out. come to Kilkenny, <laughs> it's closer, it's the, ro- <laughs> the roads are better. <laughs> team Rhino, <Ryan. laughs> uh, and the first class is free.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, god, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. yeah that's it. it. Until next time, until next time, until next time, guys. Yes, yeah. right that's um, stuff. That's my um, oats here.
0: If you uh, enjoyed the podcast, you can catch all of the musings on the freshly decorated ramblingroundhouse dot which has all the previous episodes. You can find us on iTunes and Google Podcasts, and uh, you know everything
2: else. Yeah, sweet, yeah, pretty much. Until next r- time. R- r- fourth, fourth uh, episode coming up now soon, lads.
3: Yeah, we book yeah. that date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah keep yeah. this rolling. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll try have a guest on that. I so, if so. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we, we had uh, we had Mick
2: Mick Hall on today. <laughs> Mick Hall,
3: yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> what I know what we do. What? I think I, I know what you're going to say.
0: I know what we do. What do we do? I know what we do. We hold on to Andy Ryan. Yeah, I knew you were going to say on the 24th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because
3: he's always fucking giving out about not being asked to do this, and I ask him. I've asked him about three times. Yeah. That's yeah. He'd be good. He'd be a good guest. Yeah. It and we'll get in a
0: special long table and chairs and we'll hold a full audience be yeah. like we yeah. like 50 <laughs> yeah. or
3: 60 people if, here uh, yeah, if, <laughs> like yeah. Late, late show as well yeah so Andy if you're listening we're going to attack you
2: yeah and Reds are brought down wagon wheels and stuff so you better bring some good shit yeah, down does, with does, you does, the thing does, the guests always yeah, bring there's a
3: high good. standard the standard ha- has been risen with razor, yeah. razor, yeah. razor yeah Razor 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 right. Ramon <laughs> right on that note <laughs> we're done good luck good luck <laughs>
0: That's it for the latest podcast. Check back through previous episodes on ramblingrhinos.com, and if you want to add a video element to it, take a peek at the latest move of the month over on the Team Rhino Kilkenny Facebook page. Until next time, good luck.